Hello and welcome back to the All Ears Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Martin. Uh, I'd like to start just by by talking about, like, I, I heard this ad recently. I think it was Lay's. Apparently, it's this new thing where these companies will donate a million dollars for a cause. Just like a million dollars to whoever. Uh, and it's always a million dollars. Like, it's always a lot of money, but now it's specifically one million dollars. And I blame David Dobrik. David Dobrik would is the kind of guy who's just like, I gave my friend a million dollars. Wow. And like he does this whole thing. But like, why, now everyone's doing it. And it doesn't mean as much if it's a million dollars. And plus, a million dollars doesn't cost as much. It's Or it's not the same value as it was before. Like before, a million dollars was like, oh, you're set for life. Like you win the lottery, you get a million dollars. Now you get $60 million or whatever. You get one NFL player salary. And you're set until you blow it all on meth. Uh, <laughs> at least if you participate in the lottery, that's what I think you're going to do. Um, I don't know why I'm so judgmental of people who play the lottery. They just want a better life. I want a better life. I can appreciate that. But can't we give a million dollars to a good cause without making a YouTube video about it? Like, does it have to always be this big thing? Like, can't you just be nice? No. That was rhetorical questions with Anthony Martin. There's the plane again. I hope it crashes on Memorial Day. Uh, it's Memorial Day today when I'm recording this. Um, and I hope that plane burns. Um, ooh, I have an update on Kevin. You all know Kevin. Fucking asshole. <laughs> Kevin. So Kevin is one of my clients. He's... He... He'll pay $700 for training with me, but won't pay the $6 banking fee. He wants me to pay the banking fee. Do you under... Do you, ah, anyway, my point is, is that as we've been training together, we're probably like, he bought 16 sessions. We're like 12 sessions in. He, apparently this whole time, he's been, as I've been pushing him to his limits, he's been pushing me to my limits. He's been trying to find my limit. And so today, like, he usually will just say things to me, like, he'll bring up, um, like, maybe I should have been training with Nico, who's a trainer who beat me in a boxing match. Oh, maybe I should, like, what do you think it'd be cheaper? Do you think I'd, I would have been more fit by now? Like, hmm, 16 sessions in, and I'm not seeing very many results. And I'm like, well, how's your diet? I'm not doing it. Well, how's it? All this stuff. And during the workout, he was just kind of like, he, he told me this is what he does with his little brother. He, like, punches me in, like, the elbow. Like, not hard, but, like, just, like, little little love taps, basically. And whatever. Still, he can say anything he wants. Just, I let it go. And then he, as I was standing up, he pushed me to knock me off balance. And I, <laughs> oh, do, don't, don't do that. That's, like, touching my face or something. That's, like. That's, like, too personal. Like, you're robbing me of my balance? You're going to make me fall? I'm going to kill you. Like, that's that's how I felt. Like, my initial reaction was just, like, murder. I, I looked at him, and then he immediately asked me, like, do you only hang out with me for my money? And I took a deep breath, 
<laughs> and we then had a conversation about boundaries. Uh, and he, he laughed about it because he was like, yeah, I knew I pushed you too far. But that's that's when he explained to me that not, that's what he's been trying to do. He's been trying to find how much shit I'll take from him, which is why he's my least favorite client. Um, and now to go back to two of my favorite clients. Um, I have a, a rich client with a beautiful house, beautiful view. Um, and she, she never complains. She never doubts me. Love her. And then I just, she's been with me for like almost a year now. Um, and then I got another, on, off and on for a year. And then I got another new client named Miguel. He is killing it. He works with Kevin. He's killing it. He, he shows up on six hours of sleep and puts forth so much effort. So proud of him. Makes me so proud as a trainer. He's so, such delight. Like some people just want to rob me. Some people just want to rob me of my happiness. And he is not that guy. He, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to get this shit done. And I love him for that. Mm. Uh, and personal news, my dad is being judgmental of my nephew for not going to a university. My nephew wants to go to a community college first. And my delicate flat earther brother couldn't handle it. It was rough. But I get, I get where my dad's coming from. Because, I mean, I went to community college and now I'm not going to college anymore. So he wants my nephew to go somewhere where he knows he's got, like, a big investment. He wants him to really invest in his education. And I do, too. But you can't. it's kind of asking someone for a lot to go through student loans. Like, it's not... It's not it doesn't always work out. Like, my sister went to, a co to college and university and all that. And she's, like, 30, living at home. She was living by herself, but she moved back home so she could buy a house, and she's about to... She's still paying off debt. Like, it's just, it's it's not realistic, in my opinion. Um, we got some bigger people coming on to the bigger people. That's going to be a fat joke. Um, I have a big wide guest coming on later. Um, but first, we're going to, I'm going to call a good friend, Gordo. So... Gordo is very outspoken on, he's a comedian, he's very outspoken on mental health. He posts a lot of stuff like, hey, if you if you need someone to talk to, I'm your guy. Uh, he also posts a lot about Florida. Um, one of the first sets I saw of him, he was doing a joke about Florida. Really funny. Devilishly handsome. So handsome. I mean, not everyone thinks that, but... I think he's super handsome. He he kind of looks like. He kind of looks like if uh, if Heath Ledger was tan, like he, a mixture between Heath Ledger and Jafar. That's what I would describe him as. Anyway, I'm gonna give him a call right now. We're gonna get into it. Yo yo. Hey, what's up, Gordo? You're on the podcast. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. So. How you doing, brother? You still out in LA? Yeah, I am. What about you? Yeah. 
I didn't I didn't jump ship. A lot of a lot of the comics were just like, ah, I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever the hell they came from. Well, a lot of comics were paycheck to paycheck, and then they lost that paycheck, and were like, I need to go back home to mommy and daddy, because they they're not gonna pay for my rent. No, for sure, for sure, I get it. I just I I'm blessed that I'm not in that situation, because I love California, and I don't want to be in fucking Boston right now. Are you sure you don't love Florida more? I love Florida also, but Florida's hot, sticky, and full of mosquitoes. The women are great though. Yeah, I noticed you keep posting stuff about uh, Florida women. <laughs> What's up dude, with that? they're fantastic. Dude, they're fantastic. Absolutely incredible people. Because uh, a Florida girl will text you uh, stuff like, Last night I smashed a can on my head, and this morning my head hurts. <laughs> you don't get that out here. Like, L.A. girls don't do that. And that's fine, good for them, but I like it when I get text messages like that. I'm like, all right, this girl's fun. She might lack some brain cells right now, but she's going to be a good time. <laughs> you you want a girl who's hearty, like a, like a russet potato, like just a really, really durable, ragged woman. I get it. Okay, see, I agree with you there. Uh, and, uh, I, I like it when a girl calls me sturdy. It's like, you're sturdy, but yeah. have you ever, have you ever called a girl sturdy? Yeah. <laughs> they don't like it. They don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like it. It's not the same. That it's, uh, it's a, a double standard on the compliment there. Mm-hmm. And then you, I, I tried to double down on it when, when she was noticeably upset. And I was like, no, oh, you look like you could like withstand an earthquake out here. And she's not happy about that either. <laughs> but I'm I, uh, just like, I'm fucking complimenting your legs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I was giving, um, I was dating a girl and I was complimenting her legs. And she, she kind of tightened up and I was like, what's up? And she goes, well, one time I was seeing a guy and he said that my legs were meaty. <laughs> 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 and I was like, that's, so, I would never describe your meaty thighs like that. That's so rude. <laughs> Mm. Oh, man. So, you doing uh, any of these... these zoo- oh, sorry, what were you saying? Uh, well, we'll get to that, but I was going to say... Um, so, so, I started this podcast around the beginning of the pandemic... Or before the pandemic, but I started recording a lot more um, at the start of the pandemic. And what I like to ask people is, what was your initial story for the pandemic? Because for me, I right away, I lost my job. I'm a personal trainer. I couldn't yep. go into work. Um, and that just kind of fucked me. So what was, uh, what's your story? Uh, my story is, um, I moved out to LA about a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. and, uh, I, I was, uh, uh, um, uh, working for, uh, Freeform for a minute. Oh. And, uh, still am now from home. And, uh, it's... And nice. I'm blessed to be in that situation. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to have uh, that work from home uh, opportunity. That's cool. So Free, Freeform makes movies, right? No, uh, t- TV shows. TV shows, my bad. Uh, oh, for a second, I think I confused it for uh, TLC. Or, <laughs> what's the Wait, what's the company that makes those horrible movies where it's always like, 
a nice woman and an Hallmark. evil man. Hallmark. Hallmark. Yep, you already. Hallmark you... is incredible, dude. I love bad movies so much. Did, did you and, know that they and, made a Christian Mingle movie? They did. They did. They did. It was so. It's hilarious. It's hilariously young Republican. It's like, like the the guy in the story where she's like. Someone motivates this atheist girl to get on Christian Mingle, and then at the end of the movie, she converts to Christianity. And the guy that she falls in love with, like, she takes him out for sushi, and he's just like, Ooh, I don't eat that kind of food. <laughs> and he, and then, uh, like, later they have a hot dog, and he's like, Now this is American cooking. Like, he was so. It's so bad. They're, like her boss no, at work wears a captain's outfit, mean and he's, girls. it's so it's so awful. It's like me, me and my friend got into watching horrible movies together, and that was yeah. that was like top of the list. Bad. Oh top. man, this is great. I'm gonna watch this. I'm looking it up right now. It's like it's bad, like the room. Yeah, I can tell from what you just said. <laughs> Um, so, uh, my next question, and I, I met, uh, when I introduced you before I called you, I kind of brought up how you're very outspoken on social media about mental health, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. And so, what I would like to ask you is, at the beginning of this pandemic, like, for me, I, I keep myself healthy by staying active. Like, I, yeah. I w try and work, I do stand-up, I work out, and then, as soon as the pandemic hit, I lost my job. I couldn't go to the gym, and I couldn't go do stand-up. So all my outlets were robbed from me. And yes. so I just want to know what your uh, experience was. Um, my experience is, uh, like I said, like I'm blessed to live in L.A., which is uh, it's a nature gold mine. Like anywhere you drive around California, there's nature all around. And I, I've just been enjoying that a lot more that I've because I've taken it for granted living out here. It's like, yeah, let's go to blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go to... Um, uh, the, the, these, these canyons, these hikes. So I've just been doing the, a lot of those by myself and running a lot of running. And yeah, I do the zoom comedy shows. Oh my God. How are those? I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Okay. So let me tell you what I do with them yeah. is I have been using this opportunity to network and go on shows that are in different States. Oh, that's I fucking mean, smart. In different states, like I've done shows in Tallahassee, I've done shows in Texas, I've done shows in Oregon, and, and dude, I love I, that. Yeah, I can't physically do that with a microphone unless, like, I'm touring. But I feel like with these Zoom shows, I'm able to tour in different states from my house, which is neat. Uh, that being said, Zoom shows suck, and I want to, them to play the freaking soft Zoom laughter that you hear at my funeral, like just on loop. <laughs> <laughs> just edit out all my jokes and just play the soft, forced giggling of comics on Zoom shows at my funeral. Oh, that's I, I knew it. I knew it was gonna be. I, I at least it finally got to the bad part. But that's that's brilliant, man. That's such a smart idea because now you're meeting those comics. Yes. I would, 
I damn. Where? How did you find these? What? What was your uh, your route to finding all these? Um... So you know how like LA has their comedy page. I would just pick a city and join their Facebook page until someone posted about a Zoom show, and then I'd send them a tape and then go on their Zoom show because they're like anybody. They'll let anybody on these shows. Um, I know a show from my friends in Florida that they run out there. So now I'm staying in touch with my Florida comics that are out there as well. And they do a show every Sunday. That's cool. Huh. Um, yeah, because I've only really been considering the fact that there are a lot of L.A. Zoom mics. And, yeah. like, it's not great. <laughs> It's not, no, it's, dude, it's it's cringy. It's really cringy watching these Zoom shows and being on them, honestly. But yeah. what I get out of it is, that, like, I, like you said, the connection with the other comics that I wouldn't have met otherwise. You like, know, they're following me on Instagram. I'm following them on Instagram. And now I have people that if I do go to these states, when the world opens up, I can hit them up. That's true. And they're probably going to hit you up when they come to L.A. But I mean, that's that's the give and take. I actually found something out because you know how Flapper's been doing all these Zoom mics. Yeah, they're doing Zoom shows with headliners and all that. I found out through alternate media stuff. Like I found out on that Smosh not only knows about what Flappers is, but they talk shit on it like a little bit. Not like they're not like fucking Flappers, but they. They do, they do rag on flappers. Everyone rags on flappers. Isn't that insane? Like, yeah, all of I, L.A. I think is... that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, they got a sewage problem. I've got problem. no personal beef with flappers. That's for sure. I mean, I've had nights there that have been really weird. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, my I thought I was never going to go back to flappers ever again uh, after this one thing that happened during a show. Um, so, I had a main room show. Yeah. And like I saw the lineup. I thought it looked good. I thought there were going to be people there. And I and so I invited some people and uh I think six people showed up. Six people showed up. Um some of them brought dates and then the main room show got canceled. They're like, "Hey, there are only six people in the room. We have to cancel it." And then they they uh the headliner is like, "Well, can I get time in the Yuhu room?" And they said, "Yes." And so I thought, hey, if the headliner's getting time, maybe I can get time if I bring my six people to the Yoohoo room. Um, yeah. And so, this is this is later. I had thought of this after I had already walked through the. I, I'm like already walking around and I'm talking to my friends. I'm like, hey, they might cancel the show. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't. I'm. I apologize for wasting your time. I'm sorry for making you come out here for nothing. And I'm like. They, they're all kind of like giving me pity and so I'm, I'm feeling like absolute shit and so I yeah. walk around and like there are people in the kitchen so I go through the main room and I'm uh, walking around and I'm about to go through that uh, that like flimsy door that they have mm-hmm. and so rather than push it open I tried to like kick it open with my foot but I kicked it too hard and it like rattled and you'll never guess who's on the other side of that door was the manager and the oh. manager uh, who was She's not the manager anymore, so I'm going to put her on blast. Uh, Marcella, <laughs> who jumped and was like, ah! And, like, she freaked out, and she goes, you can't do that. That's so unprofessional. And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to be like that. Plus, doesn't doesn't it show that, like, hey, I love this shit. 
I'm so bummed out that I now don't get to perform and I don't get to put on a show. And then uh, I'm hoping that the other manager is there because I don't want to talk to her. And so I go. And now that I have this plan, oh, I'm going to bring my people to the YooHoo room, bump up that yeah, show. Yeah, got that some show. leverage. Yeah. She goes, no, because you kicked the door. So she's choosing to have the club lose, like, what is it, $20 a plate? For six people, 120 bucks for the Yoohoo room that's constantly losing money? Like, you're going to deny me that? I was so mad because she was just doing it to spite me. And I I just, oh, I was fuming. And I bumped into, I bumped into, who was it? It was Paul Moomjean. I bumped into him on the way out. My friends are walking out. We're going to In-N-Out. And, like, I bump into him and I'm like, hey, what do you think of Flappers? I'm like, what do, what do you think of flappers? And I'm just like, just steaming. And it's not their fault that they hire bad people. It's not their fault. But it's, it is their fault for having poor judgment and thinking that like this person who, I think she ended up getting into comedy or she was already doing comedy. I don't know what her story is. I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. But no. she, like the fact that she just robbed me like that out of spite was, in I I never have... I have yet to forgive Flappers for that. I will say this, though. I will say this to Flappers' credit. I know a lot of comics that work there. And they're saying how great Flappers is being during the pandemic and how they're taking care of comics and how they do care. So they yeah, do I've care. Yeah, a lot of posts like that. They, they do care. Christina Marie Leonard was on here and she had nothing but good things to say about Flappers. And, I, yeah. and Christina Marie Leonard's a great person. So, yeah, you got to give them that credit. For sure, for sure. Dude, do you do, like, Zoom fitness? Is there, like, a way for you to do that? Zoom fitness? Well, uh, what I do when... So, when the gym's closed, I went independent as a personal trainer. And I've actually been pretty successful at that. I, I am full okay. on clients. Like, I so, can't, you're doing free... You're going house to house? Pretty much. Like, if I had, the way I explained it is, like, if I had one more client, I would have to charge them more money because it's not worth it for me to be getting this one extra client because I'm already seeing five people multiple times a week. Yeah. So it's just, like, it takes me about two hours to deal with one person. So if I'm seeing five people, I'm working 10 hours a day. If I'm seeing all five people in one day or six people, I'd be working 12 hours if I'm seeing all six people in one day. Dude, that's great that you you still have that. I know. It's I'm very fortunate that I I marketed myself well and that I bumped into the correct people and they they weren't broke bitches. So <laughs> I, like that was that's the main hurdle in this uh, in this business is like you find you bump into a lot of broke bitches who are just like, "You know, I would love to to I'd love to train with you, but like it, you're just so expensive." But now I try to haggle you down. Yeah, but I, I'm like it's corporate rates. Like I can't, I can't finagle this. But because yeah. I'm independent, I can, I can, you know, I can work with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna move on to my next question, which is you got it. Uh, what is what's your new routine? Because I know you're a fit guy. You used to be fat. You now you're in great shape. Uh, how are you staying fit in the apocalypse? Uh, I do at home kettlebell workouts. Again with the kettlebells. A lot of people have been talking about kettlebells. I've done. I've been doing kettlebells for for a while. I started doing them in my backyard in in Florida, 
And then when I moved out here, I got a membership at LA Fitness. So I was just using the gym, but I always had the kettlebells. They were just gathering up dust, and now they're getting some love again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, dude, I do goblet squats, and and uh, I don't know the names of everything. I know there's that's the word called goblet squats. <laughs> uh, what's well, the at home push-ups and running? Uh, what's your uh, kettlebell weight? How heavy is it? Oh, it's twenty pounds. Twenty pounds? Yeah, same one as me. I, or I use a 20-pound dumbbell, which is essentially the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I just, it's just, I'm fortunate to have a dumbbell that, like, works. I can just, like, flip it, and it it's a kettlebell now. Um, oh, and the P90X Yoga DVD. Oh, wait, the old one from, like, yeah. 10, 10 years yeah. ago? I've done, I used so, to do P90X. It's so aggro. I love it. <laughs> Dude, Tony Horton is so hilarious. Did you ever see, it's there's so a bite. funny. There's a bicep and back video where like he's he's going head to head against one of the other people that's working out with him, and yeah. the guy beats him at pull ups and he immediately stops doing pull ups, runs towards the camera and is like, "All right, we're gonna move on." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. I just love how he describes the people that he's working out with. He's like, <laughs> "This is Daniel. Daniel used to be a dancer, but he still needs to keep that flexibility." Don't you, Daniel? And he'll just like Daniel's just like, uh, yeah, sure, man. <laughs> he he likes to use the word gristle. Yeah. What is that? What is, what does he mean? I he, don't know what I don't know the word gristle. He yeah, I'm, me I'm neither. Not a wordsman. <laughs> he he keeps he, there's like a few different videos where he would describe people. He's like, like uh, Rogers, pure gristle. Look at that, nothing but gristle. It's like what what? Like isn't gristle? Like, I always think of, like, the ridge of a dog's mouth. I don't know if... The, what is he trying to say about him? Like, he's he's gristly? Like a bear? Yeah. Not grizzly. So when I see the word... I just Googled the word gristle right now. Okay. It's a noun. Cartilage. Especially when found as tough, inedible tissue in meat. <laughs> yeah, Roger's tough and gristle. edible. Tough yeah, and yeah, yeah. edible Roger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, my, uh... I'm gonna start saying that to, to girls now instead of sturdy. Sturdy? Just your, your pure gristle. Pure gristle. <laughs> uh, my next question is, um, what are you, what else are you doing to, to do in comedy? Like, what else are your efforts now that you, um, now that the pandemic is happening, and how are you redirecting the stand-up energy? Is it, are you just doing the Zoom mics? Is there anything else that you've created? So what I've noticed with comedy, for me anyway, is um, when I've been writing comedy, it's like, oh, this happened, this is funny, let's write this into a joke. Um, during the pandemic, I've had so much time to get really like introspective with my comedy and like reflect on my life a lot. I'm sure a lot of other people have too. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, but I just had like all these memories come back and because uh, I've had a lot of time to think and talk to old friends and catch up with people. And I've been writing a lot about my past way more than I have when I've been doing comedy, which has all been present or future or observational. Now I'm, I'm delving more into past childhood memories, uh, stuff like that with my jokes. But yet, uh, other than that, as far as what I've actually been doing, it's been, it's been Zoom shows and... Um, uh, I want to start making 
just these at home sketches that I've seen a lot of people been doing because some of them are really good. Like uh, my friend um, Max Castillo just keeps putting out these weekly sketches that are high quality, done in his backyard or in his house, and uh, they're really good. And that's uh, that's at Max Castillo comedy, just beautiful, beautiful comedy sketches that he's been doing. So I want to get into that as well. Mm. I've seen a lot of comics just been doing all these like self made. Um, sketches whether they're songs or just like uh i'm a frat bro but also sensitive kind of you know that kind of parody energy yeah no yeah uh, uh tommy wakefield has gotten really into that like he uh mm-hmm. i loved his he did like a rap call, it was like i got a five inch wide <laughs> and he's talking about his dick it's five inches yeah. wide <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is a, there's some good stuff happening. There's a lot of garbage, but there's a lot it's of the good stuff. Circumference, circumference. <laughs> um, so yeah, That's great. Uh, it's been really great having you on. I mostly, I, I really wanted to touch on like a mental health note with you. Yeah. Because uh, I don't want to dive too deep into it, but like you, you went through something recently and the amount of... Like you, you give a shit. Like a bit, a big example for me of someone who doesn't give a shit was uh, the rapper Logic. He put out that song, um, the the suicide hotline number. Yeah. That one, that song irritated the fuck out of me because to me it sounded like a song made by a popular kid for the sad kid. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. if you're looking at the world as a classroom, the popular kid is now making a song like, "Hey, let's give attention to the sad kid," versus like Nirvana. I would say is like the sad kid finally speaking out of like what he's feeling. And I think yeah. that is more, I think that is what you're supposed to do. I think, I think what he was doing by making that song was out of touch and outside of his realm of capability. I think when people who actually do feel suicidal or actually are struggling and they, they comment on it and they express themselves, that resonates that yeah. that's what resonates with people who feel that way and that's how you connect to those people that's how you make them if feel less alone if you're coming at, at it with like this is my opinion of what you're going through because i've personally never gone through it then you're not going to connect with these people who are going through it versus like if you say hey man like look i i have suicidal thoughts too like sometimes i see tall buildings and i'm just like well i could i could jump off of that yeah. Um, where, where I think, where I think, uh, people when they think about suicide, they forget that like, like a lot of people, regular people, have suicidal thoughts. Um, in general, because it's it's a control aspect. It's something that oh, I can control this. This is something that I personally could do. Whether or not you do it or not is another story. Um, but uh, they exist. I have them. Um, I know I'm never actually gonna commit suicide, but to tell anyone I don't have suicidal thoughts like yeah they they just come into your head and they leave your head and um it's important to to normalize that and say hey lots of people have these and when you tell someone that they're like oh i'm not alone like okay cool it's not just me uh um and then you gotta shift the focus to what's going on currently that's making them have these thoughts yeah well okay so Here's here's a, uh, a an example that I I feel like I can share because um, I do also have suicidal thoughts sometimes and yeah. uh, I was I was really having a hard time 
recently and I was it was just like tough I I wasn't feeling great and earlier in this day um where I wasn't feeling great my nephew who's 18 kind of he he sat down next to me and he was asking me like he's like how do you keep pushing I'm like what are you talking about and he's like well since basically since the pandemic's been happening like I, I got two jobs I'm I'm working my ass off. I'm I'm out here doing this podcast. I'm he sees me working out every day. I'm I'm pushing myself even though it's the the circumstances changed. What didn't change was my amount of effort that I put in. And he yeah. basically gave me a compliment on that. And he goes like, "How do you keep pushing?" And I hadn't even been thinking about that at the moment. I was down in the dumps. I was beating myself up. And that I, I didn't really know what to say to him. And so we, I, the conversation didn't really go anywhere. And then later that night I was thinking about it and I went, I went to go see him and I was like, Hey, let's go for a walk. Let's just walk around the block. And I basically told him like, Hey, you, th- you see me pushing myself and like trying to be better, but like, I'm struggling. Like, this is so fucking hard. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm having suicidal thoughts and it's not nice. It's not easy. It's not comfortable. It's not uh, as black and white as it seems like where it's just like, yeah, he go, he, he just keeps going. Everything's fine. Anthony's fine, but I'm, I'm fucked up. And I'm like, that day was especially hard for me, but I want, I felt like it was important for me to express that to him as someone who looks up to me of like, dude, I got, I got weaknesses. I have vulnerabilities. I'm not invincible. And some, sometimes uh, I feel that way, and sometimes I, I flex on them, and you know, you got you have to, you have to, you, you have to lean into see, how you feel. Uh, <laughs> but I, I feel like a lot of people present themselves as like the, the Instagram version of them. So like all people see is like the Instagram because you don't post the sad shit on Instagram. No. No one does. So they're like, oh, they're good. They're good. Blah blah blah. No, it's important to to check on everybody that you care about right now because no one's good. And if you are good, honestly, you're ignorant. Yeah. At this point, because a lot of people are are suffering, and 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 if you're good with that, then you're not a good person. Yeah. I I mean, I was I was driving around. I post. I was like driving around and looking at the com- like comedy store, Laugh Factory, mm-hmm. the improv. I was just like, I just wanted to be there, and look at yep. it. Um. And I on the way there, I was thinking like I I'm worried about people, because we I I drove past a bunch of homeless people and I I saw them and like they're kind of like yelling in the street and but there are less homeless people around that area because there are less people yep. around that area. And I'm just, I'm worried about people. Like, I'm worried about my brother out in Texas. I'm worried about the people in America, people in the world. Like, this is rough. My whole family, like, a good half of my family lives in Florida. And it's wild, dude. Uh, all the, the um, uh, youth programs for the summer are wide open now. Oh, fuck. Because if they get the kids out of the house then then the, they can take away a lot of the unemployment out there because uh, a lot of the unemployment goes to, to child care. So um, getting the kids out of out of the house and into these programs um, takes people off uh, unemployment and forces them to go back into uh, the labor market. And um, yeah, stuff is getting more and more open and my family's out there. Like my, my mom's older. Um, 
it's uh it's not it's not great out there for sure like the other day uh, a florida girl uh snapped me i posted about the florida girls and stuff like she snapped me she goes ah i just smoked too much weed to be around people and immediately i thought oh man give all the floridians too much weed Give all the <laughs> that one took me a second. I was like, it, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep keep them away from people because I don't know. The government's like opening up everything uh, pretty much every other day. Something new is opening up out there, mm-hmm. and um, it's weird, dude. It's weird seeing these state by state systems and no like federal crackdown on this. Uh, Everyone's like, all right, you guys just do what you want. California, you struggle how you want to struggle. Florida, you know, you want to live like Florida? Be Florida. I don't I don't know what to say about it more than that. It's just, it's, uh, you know, in China, they'll, they'll weld your door shut so you don't leave your house. Yeah, China, I'm, I'm very happy we're not in China, though, you know? Same, me too. I, I like that I can walk outside and go for a walk. Uh, I do like that option. I get congested, I get sniffly, I don't want to get a Chinese MP with a gun to the back of my head, like, you'll get inside yep. now! Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I shouldn't have done that voice. Uh, we're, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna end this, this interview here. I gotta get on to the next guest. Um, but yeah, this no has sweat. been great. Uh, I really yeah, appreciate, your, appreciate your openness and um, everything we talked about uh, was great. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, of course, Anthony. You have a good one, man. Wait, Take care. Uh, if there's anything you want to promote, uh, please promote it now. Um, I do a Sunday show every two weeks at um, Sunday, Fun Day, S- Sunday Fun Days in Tallahassee Facebook page. So if you just Google Sunday Fun Days Tallahassee. What's your socials? Uh, Oh, my socials, uh, at Dr. Period Jewlittle on Instagram. Okay. All right. Yep. That's what I'm going to promote, man. You stay safe out there. Dude, you got my number now. Text me whenever. I'm going to meme you stuff, too. Have a good one. You too, man. Bye. Bye. Gordo's great. That was really, that was really nice. Shouldn't have done that voice, though. <laughs> someone's going to, someone's going to get mad at me. Uh... Which is fine. I like I like when people get mad at me a little bit, just a little bit. Um, I don't want people to hate me, but get a little mad at me. Um, we're gonna move on to the next guest. Uh, I feel like today's top with these two guys. I feel like the main topic is gonna be um, mental health, just because uh, Dylan Dylan's Dylan Sullivan is hilarious. He's been a killer since I can remember. He's the definition of open on stage. He he is so loosey goosey. Like when there was the last real bright memory I have of him, I'll, I'll name two. Uh, one is being the 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 older one. Let's let's start with this one. So I got a little bit personal with Dylan when I wasn't feeling too good about myself. And I had just gone through a horrible breakup. And every time I was working out at the gym, I would hear something that she said to me echo in my head, which was, you're nothing and you never bought me anything. And now it doesn't, like, I don't really feel much when I hear it now or feel myself saying it. Like right now, I feel I'm fine with it. But back then that was like devastatingly crushing. Like I was so 
Like I would, if I was any bit smaller or weaker at the gym, I would want to cry. I was, I was killing myself. I was just a mess. And I texted Dylan because Dylan used to be in fantastic shape. He used to look like, like Chris Pratt in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like just shredded. And uh, now he's not. He's uh, quite overweight. And so I sent him a text and I was like, hey, what made you stop training? Because like, like it must, I wonder if he had the same motivation as me and if this is all going to backfire because I'm like, how, what's going to be the repercussions for this? Um, and he, we talked about it and he was really, he was consoling me and he, he's a really good friend. Um, the next memory I want to bring up is we were, I was doing a mic at Flappers, of course. Flappers is good. I'm, I like Flappers. I like Flappers. We were doing a mic at Flappers. He got a, I had to follow him. And when you follow someone who's good, there's pressure. And he, he's already in my head as someone who's good. So, and I, I wanted to try out new stuff and it wasn't going well. And I'm looking at him, and then I decided I'm just going to have fun doing whatever I want to do. And so I then went into something that was that didn't do well, but it the fact that I did it made a huge impact on how I do stand-up comedy now. So that being said, uh, I wanna, I'm going to give him a call right now. Oh, shit. He's got to go. He's got to go soon. So I'm calling him right now. Oh, you just sent me a text like, I gotta go soon. Hello? Hey, sorry, I was actually, uh, I was about to call you and then I got lo- sidetracked, tell- talking, like, just telling stories about you. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. Is this a podcast? This is a podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Dylan, you, you've got big bridges. You've been on Late Night with David Spade. You've got a lot of mass. Tell me, what was your initial experience at the beginning of the pandemic? Um, I don't know. It was, I was in Los Angeles, and then one night I took acid and, and was watching the news and then left that very night because I just had to get out and I was scared. But ever since, I've just kind of been watching TV a lot. That's about it. Yeah, you're out in a cabin, right? Yeah, well, I just left like a day ago. Yeah, I've been in a cabin for like a little over two months. Where was this cabin? Like I tell you, Anthony. Okay, fine. It's somewhere in Colorado. Okay. I'll tell you that much. Figured. Uh, You've been up there with Cooper, right? Yeah, Cooper Lydon. Yeah, you guys started a podcast together. (laughs) We did. And Porkbot podcast. And uh, I don't want to put you on blast, but apparently you're a loud sleeper. Look, uh, I don't know about that. I think I think I'm a normal sleeper. I think I snore as loud as anyone else who snores snores. I think Cooper was kind of overreacting. Okay. Because Cooper never overreacts. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cooper's a pretty calm guy. So, uh, part of my introduction for you was talking about how uh, a while back I was kind of having a hard time. I, I had like messaged you that I was kind of like in the gym trying to kill myself basically because like if I saw myself any bit smaller or weaker, 
I would like want to cry. And I had talked to you about it because you used to be in great shape. You used to be in fantastic shape. And now right. you look like John Goodman. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, I love you, Dylan. Come on, don't be mad. Yeah, but, no, 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 no. Go ahead. <laughs> but I just wanted to know, like, was that, a, was that like for your own mental health? Like, was it, were you pushing yourself unhealthily to get into that shape? Um, I think I was getting a little extreme with it, but, um, I, I had an injury from working out that, that put me on, like, kind of kept me in my apartment and on crutches for like eight months. Hmm. So, so yeah, I think I, I think I was getting, um, a little too in my head with it. And actually the more fit that I got, I, I felt like, uh, more insecure, it's just like kind of start to get, uh, I don't know, too into it sometimes. I, I definitely agree with that. Like, um, like I had an ex-girlfriend that was really toxic and, and as I was working out, like I would purposely like dig into the wound and think about how she told me, she said to me, uh, you've never bought me anything and you're nothing. And it doesn't hurt anymore. But at the time that was devastating. At the time that was like, that was really fucking painful. And that, that's what got me like, I gained like 20 pounds in a month, but, or not one month. I gained a lot of weight in one month, but it was like mostly muscle. But I was, I was really pushing myself. And I think I'm still suffering. From, uh, my back is definitely still suffering from some of the stuff I did to myself. Um, and that, but at the same time, like that showed me how to be, healthy with a person for moving on and I'm fortunate enough to know you who I could kind of like bounce off of because I could see your your experience with this with a with basically like trying to push yourself to be in this shape that you're just not at the moment and meaning referring to me where like I kept looking towards what I could be and being disappointed and right it's never enough it's you never know? enough and once you get in that mindset. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I just really appreciated you. Cause I, I, you're one of those comics where I saw you and I was like, this guy kind of seems like me, but like a few years ahead. And I, me and Ahmed Al-Qadri talk about this a lot where it's just like, we're, me and Ahmed are basically the same person. We just are like different. Like we just subbed out a few different experiences. Yeah. Well, I, I, um, I appreciate you for saying that, and uh, I felt I felt the same way. I mean, like watching your comedy is. There's been times. I mean, obviously you've seen me bomb, and I've seen you bomb. But there's times where I've seen you bomb, and I'm like, oh, they just don't get it. Like Anthony's, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get him, man. Thank you. I already think you're funny, but <clears throat> I, I think as you, as you go on, you're gonna be very funny. You know. And you can, you can tell Cooper this, but that's kind of, like, I appreciate what you said, but also, when I watch Cooper, like, me and Cooper started around the same time, uh, mm. and so Cooper, to me, has always been, like, this little brother that hates my guts. Like, I, <laughs> like I see him, and I want to be his friend, and I like his stand-up, but, like, he just, like, I remember one time, we were, the th me, Cooper, and a few other people were in a group. And, like, as soon as I saw Cooper enter the group, I got in my head, and I was just like, I gotta make Cooper laugh. 
And so I made a stupid joke, and Cooper literally just goes, God damn it, and he turns around and left the group. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, no! no. Just, that is a very good description of Cooper line. <laughs> I just want him to love me. Please, come back. Uh, but yeah. The trick with Cooper is to is to show them that you that you hate him and that you don't think he's funny and they don't like you. I gotta neg him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Especially because uh, when I started comedy, the cool the cool kids, you know, uh, were was Dan Donahue, um, like Dan Donahue's group, basically. That's who I thought the cool kids were when I started comedy. And to the fact that I am where I am now, and I'm not in that group, and Cooper, who hates my guts, is in that group, I'm just like, but I... I I just wanted to be your friends. Like I'm. It's Do you not so. Think that people think you're cool or something. I don't. I just. You know. I feel like we all feel this way, where it's just like everyone hates us. Yeah, Cooper and I were actually talking about that. Like, I, I think most of that is just in our heads, cause like, cause I, I I felt that way a lot, especially like before I I, I got the job and, and stuff like that, where. I was like, oh, why these people don't think I'm funny and they don't want to hang out with me. And majority of the time, is just, the person doesn't know you that well. You know? Well, my main thing, like, I've wanted to hang out with you. And then I thought, like, oh, but he's, I mean, you know, he's he's the door guy at the comedy store. He's got he's got a late night set. I'm I'm younger than him. And he, he's not going to want to hang out with me. Like, what, 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 what do I have to offer? Not at all, dude. I remember inviting you um, to that one party we had, and, and we all had a fun time. Yeah. I I I, uh, I never want to be someone that's people feel like they can't approach because I always hated that with like older people or people that had a little more experience. It's like it felt like they had they didn't want anything to have to do with you. But so so I never want to be that guy i like hanging out with everybody for the most part well it's not it's nothing that you've done it's just because like i'm the youngest of eight siblings and so growing up like i would have like i would like to and want my older brothers to be my friends but i was such a horribly annoying kid that like they wouldn't want to be around with me plus they were much older than me like my closest (laughs) sibling in age is five years older than me my oldest sibling is 39 years old. He's 16 years older than me. So, like, oh, wow. if he's if I'm 5, he's 21. If I'm 13, he's uh, 29. Like, a 13-year-old and a 29-year-old should not be hanging out unless they're dating. Like, that's... <laughs> that's a joke. That's not... That's just... He, he's not going to want to hang out with me. What is he going to talk to me about? He's like, oh, yeah, you get pussy this weekend? And I'm going to be like, yeah... <laughs> No, I know what you mean. It's like I was a, uh, I was the uh, youngest too. I only my brother's like five years older than me, so there was never really that uh, like closeness that you see in like brothers that are closer in age. You know. Yeah, I had um, I was friends with this uh, these two siblings, and like they would always they were basically like in the exact same group of friends, and I remember we were all hanging out. 
and they were standing next to each other and she was like, Hey, can I borrow your lighter? And he was like, yeah. And they were like, giving, they were kind of giving each other shit, but like at the same time talking about like what they're going to do when they get back home and like, Hey, you want to hang out, play like video games later? And they're like, yeah. And it, just watching them interact like that, I got very envious. Cause I was like, I've never had that relationship with my siblings. It's but you get, have so many siblings. Yeah. I mean, it's getting there now. Like, my uh, my closest brother in age is still, is five years older than me, but he, he still hits me up. Like, he wants to chat sometimes. Um, and But it's it's still hard because, you know, like, he's in a... He's 28. Like, he's in a different point in his life. He's trying to buy properties. I'm trying to I'm trying to get off the ground, man. Like, he's, <laughs> he's just in a... Well, I'm, I'm 26, and I, I'm still trying to get off the ground, too, so... <laughs> Well, like, it happens uh, when you're 27, so you're right there. <laughs> okay. Hopefully. Jesus. Anyway, well, uh, I know you got to be somewhere, so I'm going to let you go. But uh, thanks again for coming on, man. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Anthony. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Uh, talk to you uh, soon. See you, Dylan. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, social yeah. media that you want to yeah. promote. Anything you need to promote. I just like deactivated my social media for a little bit, so probably not. But my Twitter's still around. It's Dylan Raysall, or if you want to check out um, my set, it's just Dylan Sullivan lights out with David Spade. Thanks, everybody. Don't you have a uh, a podcast you might want to promote? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pork Butt Podcast on YouTube. If you just search in Pork Butt and then look under the channels, we're the one with like. 25 subscribers we're starting out and we don't have that many views so if you want to check us out that's how you find us okay all right thanks dylan <laughs> all right, the best. thanks anthony bye see ya uh, uh, i really i really appreciate dylan for that you know, he's he's a pretty open guy, and I feel like I kind of pride a little bit, but he's he's the sweetest guy. He he's got problems like we all do, but he's fantastic. He's amazing. He's funny. He I he's gonna be successful. He's the same way. Like I brought up Quentin Austin the other day about professionalism, like. One thing I didn't say about Quentin Olsen, and he has this, but it was just, like, overall raw talent. Like, overall raw talent and just, like, getting on stage and being funny. I don't, like, Quentin has raw talent. Like, you see it in his writing. You see it in his stage presence. You see it in how he puts it all together. Quentin Olsen is amazing. But Dylan Sullivan is amazing in his own right in terms of he doesn't always have that writing. He just sometimes will get on stage and he's... He's bold. He's risky. He he doesn't give a fuck. He he's I just ah uh, it's so I learned so much when I watch him because no one's like him, no one is like Dylan, and that uh, I gotta say is one of my favorite things about him, is that he's unapologetically himself, and it's something that I aspire to be like. So I'm gonna end the podcast there. This was great. I loved it. It was so much fun, and I can't wait for the next one. Thank you. See you in the next episode.